hands will stop the show. Outstanding from Jake Weatherall. He comes back for two. The 18th Big Bash 100, but the first in a final. Born and bred Romanian, Pavel Florin, the bodyguard. You look at him there. It's always too square a jaw for TV as he's in. And the first ball is well flighted. Listening to the Center Wicket Podcast on ninety one point three Sport FM. Here's your host, Gray Lovering. Welcome back to the Centre Wicket Podcast. I'm Bray Loveridge. I'm with Ethan Roth once again. And Ethan, second episode this week. How are you going? Yeah, it's uh, good. Um, it's been a couple of days. It's gone quick, but I'm um, looking forward to it. And our guest today, he's played five first-class matches for South Australia and one Big Bash game, which was his debut in December of 2020 against the Sydney Sixers. He was also a key part of the Australian under-19 team in last year's World Cup. It's all around Liam Scott. Liam, good afternoon and welcome. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Great to have you on. Uh, Liam, you were born in Sydney. Talk to us about your cricketing, cricketing journey down there and then your decision to move to Adelaide to pursue something with South, Austra- South Australia cricket, where you've been for the last couple of years. Yeah, um, grew up in Sydney, um, played sort of all of my junior stuff um, in, in Sydney there, like went through all the pathway programs for New South Wales, Metro, um, yeah, started like most other kids when they're pretty young, just playing junior cricket and then got into school cricket and then sort of you get picked in a few teams and then it sort of just kickstarts from there. Um, yeah, my journey to where I am now is probably a little bit different to most people. Um, sort of finished um, a season in Sydney playing first grade and then sort of explored an opportunity to had this issue the other day. We got you, Liam? Yeah, we got you. Yeah, Yeah, so I moved down to South Australia um, two years ago now and just to pursue some high opportunities at uh, various levels and lucky enough to to pay off so far. So it's going well. Yeah, certainly. uh, Yeah, it is. It's going well. Um, So we'll touch on the World Cup last year in South Africa. Um, you battled up the top and finished with the tournament with 107 runs, including a quick fire 66 against the West Indies and also took four wickets from six matches. What did you take out of that ta- tournament to learn from both as a team and personally? Um, personally, for me, it was a good learning opportunity because you sort of know where you stand in terms of, um, I guess, on an international level for your age group. Um, for me, I got out pretty much every game to spin, so... I had to work on that pretty hard during the off-season, so that was a major focus for me. Um, I guess playing in a different different team and a new environment and then also uh, in a new conditions, you sort of learn to adapt your game and that's always a good opportunity to develop and learn how to play in, 
in South Africa. So that was that was a good learning. Um, as a team, I guess it's sort of hard because you don't really do too much together once it's all finished. So I guess everyone individually takes bits and pieces away and then going into first-class cricket, trying to implement that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so what was it like to be around guys like Ollie Davies, Sam Fanning, Jake Fraser-McGurk, Mackenzie Harvey and Tanvir Sanger uh, for that World Cup tour? And do you regularly keep in contact with those guys as those guys have gone up the ranks as well to the Big Bash? Yeah, definitely. Um, Sam's one of my closest mates, so I'm always sort of in contact with him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I saw a lot of them this year in and around the Big Bash and the Shield Hub, so you always see them here, there and everywhere, so it's not like you don't stay in contact. Um, no, nah, but we, mm. I talk to a few of them pretty regularly. Um, I'm pretty close with most of the groups, so, um, but yeah, some of them have lit up the stage this year on the Big Bash and um, good on them. They were destined for big things, I think, some of them. Yeah, they've done uh, quite well. And it was in South Africa. Did you get a chance to sort of go out and explore um, sort of where you were um, amongst games or did you have to just like stay where you were? Um, it was a little bit restricted just because South Africa can be a bit of a dangerous place. So yeah, um, it was a little bit restricted. But in saying that, we got to do a sort of a modified safari and see some of the animals and all that sort of stuff and um, we went to a few different places that was interesting to explore the culture. So you got to sort of look around a little bit at stuff you've never seen before. So that was a that was something pretty cool to come out of the trip. Yeah, would have been pretty cool. Um, so your Shield debut came in November of 2019 at the Waka. You were still 18 at that time, which is unbelievable. But, um, can you remember how you felt the night before and how much of a step up was it compared to club cricket or even like a second 11 game? And yeah, how did you find it out there? Um, yeah, to be honest, it's sort of, it's a bit of a blur now, I think, just because, um, for me, that was probably the most mentally drained I've ever been after a game of cricket. Um, you're sort of looking forward to it for a few days leading up to it. And then you play and you're so mentally engaged that by the end of it, you actually can't really remember too much. So, um, yeah, for me, I was obviously nervous, like most people would be before their first class debut. So, I actually roomed with Callum Ferguson, so that was probably one of the better things that he'd played so much first-class cricket and such an experienced player that he was able to pass on some advice and just treat it as any other game. Just like you deserve to be there, you've obviously done well, so um, you just got to back your skills that got you got you there and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I was I was pretty lucky to debut at that stage, and um, yeah, I'm loving it so far. Yeah, it would have been. It was at the whack. It would have been a sort of bouncy sort of track. Um, so what? Yeah, what was the pitch sort of what you expected, or did it um, sort of catch you by surprise? Yeah, you sort of you sort of go to the whacker thinking um, it's going to be bouncy and fast, and you sort of look at spells that Mitchell Johnson bowled there sometimes. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, here we, here we go. Um, good luck. But it actually it actually wasn't too quick and too bouncy for the majority of the game. It was a bit different. It was a little bit slower. So. Um, mm. it, it was a bit strange, but I mean, it was a, it's a pretty special ground. So just to be there and, um, the atmosphere around the game was, was pretty cool. Yeah. It's yeah. got a lot of history. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And has, has there been a particular player at the Redbacks or even the strikers who, who have really gone out of their way to put you under their wing or 
uh, have most of the senior players been doing that uh, with the younger guys? Um, I think the the Redbacks in particular. Um, I'll start on them. They're they're a pretty tight group, so they sort of. I like to say it's a bit more of like a family sort of feeling around it. I guess coming, they're a bit of a smaller state, so they have to sort of work work maybe a little bit harder than what are the what the big states do and having to produce the best players and compete all the time. So um, I think that most senior players and even all the players are pretty close off the field and on the field. So that, that really helps. Um, I've had a fair bit to do with Travis Head. He's sort of helped me out a lot and given me some advice and even playing with him this year, it's been pretty special to bat with him. So he's definitely one that I'd say has given me a lot of time, um, especially of a player like him. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, but most of the senior guys like Fergie, Coops, um, I'm really close with Wesley Agar and Henry Hunt. So um, they've been really good. And Popey as well, I'm really close with them. So they've all been um, pretty welcoming and they've all played a few Shield games now, which has been good. Uh, in terms of strikers, Peter Siddle, he was really good. Um, taught me a few tricks and opened my eyes a little bit to the tactical side of T20 cricket. So I'd definitely say him and Jake Weatherwood as well. He's a pretty special player, I reckon. So I think um, learning off him and bouncing some ideas around um, your T20 game was, I learnt definitely, definitely a lot from him. Yeah, Jake's a former guest of the show. That's that's uh, good to hear. Um, so earlier in the sh- this Shield season, you made a game saving 61 of 62 deliveries to draw the game uh, against Victoria. Um, it's not the first time you've done it. You also got an unbeaten 40 not out in your third first-class game. How do you manage to bat for such a long period of time? And um, it must be a great feeling to contribute to your state and make sure they shared the points. Yeah, definitely. I think you always want to be um, in a position to win games of cricket. But unfortunately, we um, we struggled a bit during some of those games. So just to be able to get a result is, is a positive and not be folding over and losing um, pretty comfortably. So it was good fight by not just myself, but everyone that was involved. Uh, there? We got it? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. nah, it was pretty, it's pretty foreign to me as well. I mean, it's something that I guess it comes down to your physical fitness, your mental fitness. Um, I mean, I've, did a fair bit of work with the psychologist in the off season to be able to some techniques and work on some strategies to stay um, always in the present and always um, focusing on the on what's going to happen at that moment and not thinking too far ahead. So I think that was one thing that helped me during those stages where you know you've got such a long time that you have to bat for bat for, but you've got to focus on each delivery. So that's I think a huge one that people don't necessarily think about um yeah but yeah I mean yeah it's just a bit of grit and determination more than anything I think the the fight you want to show and prove something to your teammates and the competition and you're batting for your state so that's pretty special in itself I think that really lifts you yeah and I think yeah. Trump had, might have got 170 something odd in that game so that would have helped as well. yeah definitely no he was he was a, he's a class player and Hopefully he plays um, a lot more stuff for Australia because he definitely deserves to. Yeah. Yeah. 
so you did play uh, all four of the first block of Shield games uh, late last year. Uh, but firstly, does it give you great confidence that you've been able to hold your place through those block, through that block, and prove yourself to the selectors? And then, what are your goals for the remainder of the season with the red and white ball comps for the Redbacks? Yeah, definitely. I think um, you get so much confidence and self belief that you're getting picked regularly. So you take that, and I think it shows in your performances where you go out. You're not sort of fighting for your spot. You sort of have that freedom to naturally. Um, and all that, that sort of stuff. So that definitely helps in terms of having the self-confidence to be able to go out there and do that. Um, for the rest mm. of the season, hopefully win a few games of cricket, that'd be nice. Um, so, yeah, definitely to get a couple wins on the board. Um, but, yeah, just to continue to contribute, hopefully uh, we get some opportunities where, I've got the opportunity to win a game, not to save it. So that'd be sort of something yeah. nice to be able to try and do, um, especially in red ball cricket. But yeah, white ball cricket, hopefully I get the opportunity to make my list A debut and that would be that'd be awesome because I think we got a really competitive squad this year for the white ball stuff. So hopefully yeah. a few few wins come our way. Yeah, can't wait for that. Um, so we'll now discuss BBL 10 for the strikers and yourself. And that bizarre debut where you were an X Factor and then got subbed in. Um, how crazy was that? And it must have occurred really fast to the point where, you know, all of a sudden you had to bat and bowl against an exceptionally good Sixers lineup. Yeah, definitely. It's sort of, it's a weird one because you don't really get the the big debut that you sort of think you're going to get um, with your hat presented in the warm-up, all that sort of stuff. So it sort of all happens really quick. Um, I remember Cam White and Dizzy telling me, at the eighth over mark, you're going to get subbed in. So go get ready. I was like, oh, Jesus, here we go. <laughs> All the best. Um, so that that was interesting. No, it's, I mean, it's awesome to make your debut. So I can't really say anything um, about, like, bad about it. But obviously it's a bit different to what you, you'd sort of want or hope to, hope to debut like. But, um, yeah, it was, it was strange, that's for sure. Yeah, I think that was the night Dan Christian was on fire. I think he got like fifty off not many balls. Yeah, sent me to all parts of the <laughs> sent me to all parts of the ground. So um yeah, no, it was um it was hard, that's for sure. He's a class player, he plays all around the world for a reason. So um yeah, yeah it was a good experience, lots of learnings to come out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and obviously obviously the strikers made the finals, bowing out to the Brisbane Heat in that eliminator. What what are the positives to gain out of uh, this this season just gone, uh, making the top five. But what do you think uh, went wrong with the squad and will you guys bounce back next year? Um, yeah, I guess some of the positives as you look at someone like Wes Agar who had a sort of an outstanding season, made the team of the tournament, all that sort of stuff. Peter Siddle again, um, he was outstanding. So you look at individual players like that and they had an awesome tournament. So that's something that you got to, respect as a player and like give credit to because they did so well for the team um so there's something that I think the squad will take out that our bowlers did a really good job I guess it was just sort of our batting at times that sort of let us down not being able to consistently make big totals and give our bowlers something to bowl at that was probably yeah. easily def- or more easily defendable than sort of a mid-total, like a 150 or something like that. So 
I guess that's something that we'll look to improve next year and try and build on because we definitely got the, the players to do it. It's just one of those things. Sometimes it doesn't go your way. Yeah, I think Alex Carey's time also will probably go down as one of the, the great big bashings as well, that 100 that he got. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was yeah, awesome. Yeah, um, so... Mm. Like many players we've had on, we've asked this, but um, how did you cope in the hub? Um, I imagine someone like a Rashid Khan or even like a Harry Conway would have been um, great value to have around. And then talking about Rashid, how do you go about trying to replace him when he when he left? Um, yeah, I mean the hub life, it's different. It was a lot different. I guess it's a bit mentally draining just because you're surrounded by cricket all the time. But um, it's one of those times where you. You just got to suck it up, really. And I enjoyed it because you're away from home. You're doing all um, mucking around with all the boys. So that that was really good fun in my sense. Um, yeah, you got some interesting characters. Rush is a Rush is a top fella. He's a has I've have so much time for him. He's so so giving. Loves he loves playing for the strikers. Loves coming to Adelaide. So hopefully he'll be back next year. Um, Harry Conway as well is an interesting character. Has has <laughs> a fair, fair bit of banter that gets thrown around. So he's um he's a pretty funny dude. So he keeps the boys pretty entertained. Um, someone like Cam Valenti as well. He's a he's got a fair bit of humour about him. So he's um he's pretty funny. So he's always cracking jokes and all that sort of thing. But yeah, coming back to yeah. Rush, I guess he's the T Twenty player of the decade. So you can't really replace him when he goes away. It's just um trying to minimise it. I guess Liam O'Connor came in and he did a really good job for us because um, he's still a really good T20 bowler. So I guess it's hard because Rush does both. But then we had Ness come back who was in the Australian Test squad. So he's obviously a class player. I guess it's hard. You're never going to replace a player of that calibre. But um, we definitely had players that could do a role um, that could definitely benefit the team. Yeah, Danny Briggs as well was also good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He he's a great dude. So um, he fit in really well at the strikers, and he um, played his role more often more often than not, and did well for the team. So he's a great team man, and he had a good season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll let you talk yourself up here, but uh, how would you describe yourself as a cricketer, as someone who hasn't seen you play before? Uh, do you prefer the bat or ball, or is there any positions you rather bat at? Talk yourself up if you want. Um, I'd say at the moment I'm sort of more of a batting all-rounder. Um, I think I'm pretty versatile in the fact that I can bat sort of most positions or have been thrown in at most positions. So um, especially in limited overs cricket, more at the top of the order, like opening three, four, even five, six, seven. So at the moment in Red Bull cricket, probably more of a um, five, six, seven. So hopefully that comes in time, um, batting more towards the top of the order. But, yeah, I'd say at the moment, definitely a versatile, aggressive uh, batting all-rounder. Yeah, it's good. And it's good to also be happy where the the team needs you because obviously, you know, it's a team game. So, yeah, it's good to be flexible. Yeah, 100%. Um, Yeah, so uh, now that you've had a little bit of a break the last few days, uh, you mentioned off-air you went on a little trip, but um, what have you been getting up to and have you been closely watching the remainder of the Big Bash or have you just caught yourself doing other things? Um, Yeah, I guess 
because I didn't play heaps during the Big Bash, I um, sort of got back into cricket relatively quickly. I had a game, trial game, the other day for the Redbacks. We had sort of an internal one-day game. So that was good to play and get some time in the middle and bowl some overs again. So I sort of got straight back into it relatively quickly. Um, but, yeah, I've definitely been following it. Um, it. I love watching cricket. i got not much else. Um to do so I, I spend as much time watching and playing cricket as possible because I just I love it I enjoy it so much so um, for me yeah I've been definitely keeping a close eye on close eye on the big bash and I'm hoping the sixes sixes get up because I'm pretty good mates with Popey so um, no. <laughs> hopefully he gets the W that's not what we want to hear we're obviously yeah. in Perth here so we're hoping for, hoping for our fourth <laughs> title it should be a good game yeah. It'll be a good game, yeah. yeah. Um, um, we'll move into the Instagram Q&As now uh, at Centre Square Podcast on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, when we announce guests, you can fire some questions in for future guests. But first one here is from Connor Burns, 52. How do you feel about getting subbed in for your BBL debut? Um, yeah, it's a, as I said before, it's a bit of a weird one. You don't really expect it. So um, it was pretty awesome though. I guess you're playing... Um, big bash cricket, so that was that was so cool and just a great experience in itself. Um, so yeah, it all happened pretty quick, but uh, it was good to get out there and play for the strikers. Yeah, and you wouldn't have had any time to like let your friends or family know because you would have had to get your kit and did like did you even get a like obviously you got the cap, but was, you know, said before there's no present tape, so it's bizarre. Oh, we haven't lost him, have we? Uh, got you, Liam? We got him. Not, not sure. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, comes back. Why I just leave it? Um, hopefully, comes back. We've got a few more Q and A's. Um, he's still his name's still on the call, so. Um, yeah. But must have lost connection. Yeah, interesting though, isn't it, Bray? Making de- debut as an X factor. Yeah, Speed. especially really only playing thirty overs, um, mm. not not even a full game of T Twenty cricket. But um, yeah, I wonder if they had another well, presentation after the game. I guess. Yeah. Interesting. It's, it's a unique situation. Um, while we see what's going on, we might just talk about other talking points if he. Hopefully, does come back. Um, the India vs England Test series started. Yep. Uh, Time of recording this, it's lunch. England at two for sixty-seven. Yeah. So okay, start. They had, they had, yeah, they, had, they were looking all right, and then just lost two wickets before lunch as Liam has left the call. Right. Yeah, um, sure what happened there, but uh, we'll continue talking points. Um. Sorry, guys. Got him. Oh, you got him. You got me. He's back. Nah, it's all right. So yeah, good. it's good. We'll just get through the last few Q and A's. So, yeah, we're just getting used to this sort of app as well. We're usually in the studio, so no problem. Obviously, COVID. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, the next one, we'll go to the next one. Sort of covered it as well before, but Tyson High Six are more of a bat or bowler. Uh, at the moment, I'd say more of a batter, but definitely have the aim of becoming a genuine all rounder where you can get picked. 
genuine all round oh, no. where you can get picked in the side as yeah all a bowler. So that's the aim. Yeah, yeah. Next one here is from Thomas underscore Kelly. Who is the worst bloke in the red back? Why is it CK? <laughs> um, nah, there's no no bad fellas. Um, in the red back squad, nah, they're all they're all really good guys. So I can't um say anything bad about any of them. But um, I'll have a I'll have a word to TK when I get off the get off the uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, a bit of a stitch up. Um, and this last one is from Mark MF one two three. Uh who is the best off spinner you've played with? Um, I actually played a bit of uh, club cricket with Mark when um, when I was growing up. So when I was coming through the ranks in Sydney, so um, he'd want me to say him, <laughs> but I'll say at the moment probably off spinner have to be Todd Murphy during the Under Nineteen World Cup. He was class. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and talk. I was re- talking about that. Um, there was a, I think it was Connor Sully. I think and. They put on that stand to yeah. win you guys the game. Yeah, it was, that was unbelievable. unbelievable to watch. Never watching that yeah. late at night. I yeah. was in um, yeah, it was it was unbelievable. I always knew Sol had it in him, but I wasn't sure. Just it, the pressure was so high. Um, but yeah, it was unbelievable to watch. So that was that was a pretty incredible experience to be a part of. Yeah, a good highlight. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great night. Good to watch that live. Uh, well, pretty much prime time here in Perth. But Liam, that's all we've got for you today. Thanks for coming on. Apologies about the technical difficulties we had. But hope you enjoyed it. And we'll keep a close eye out for you in the future. Cheers, so best guys. Luck Thanks for having me. Forward. Yeah. Cheers, Liam. Thanks. Thank you. But as you said, Ethan, uh, the India-England Test Series is on. Uh, but, of course, the big final. Mm. The Scorchers and the Sixers. Yeah, I think the I think the Sixers will probably start favourites. Um, obviously the Scorchers absolutely smoked the Heat last night. Um, yeah. What a, a bat. This is interesting. You can't. They're not gonna have. To, they're not gonna drop Bancroft, but he did do very well. Obviously, Roy's waiting. Yeah. I think it will be a straight swap, but I mean, it. I suppose it is a harsh call on Bancroft because he didn't really do anything wrong and he fielded well as well. So. Yeah. Did take a pretty good catch considering he's a keeper. Mm. Um, but then also, could who well, who is there to drop in that team for when Roy no. comes back in? No, no, you can't no drop Livingston. Really. You can't drop Livingston. You can't drop Munro. You can't drop Inglis. Can't drop Marsh. Can't drop Turner. Hardy is probably really the only one. But they, Hardy I or Bancroft. I don't think they will. Field. I don't think they they'll just do a swipe, straight swap. I think. And yeah. Bancroft will be the X factor along with Joel Paris. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Be pretty harsh on Bangers if he does end up out of the team. But what an extraordinary knock we saw the other night in the uh, Abu Dhabi T10 by Chris Gale, 84 off 22 <laughs> balls. Yeah, it was a massive innings. Mr. Worldwide uh, brought back um, some. Oh, he's always had it, but brought back some uh, some old form. Um, I think he was 56 off 12 or something. So from the get go, he was really just smacking them everywhere. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's been good to watch. Obviously, Aaron Summers is over there um, playing in that. So yeah, and with the Chris Gale one, he was eighteen off six, and mm. then just flew yeah up uh, the tally with the runs. But uh, 
the Australian Cricket Awards uh, starting. Uh, the uh, proper telecast, I believe, is happening on Saturday at the, during the same time as VBL final, which I don't really understand that. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sean Marsh apparently has got the Male Domestic Cricketer of the Year Award. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, which is... It's yeah, it's it's through the calendar year, isn't it? These yeah, awards. yeah, yeah. So he, he had a great shield last summer, uh, and then had a good, very good start this year as well. Yeah. Also, with the one day stuff as well that did happen. Actually, that happened in twenty nineteen. Mm. But uh, Elise Vellani got the female uh, award for the same uh, area. And then Will Sutherland has got the Bradman Young Cricketer Award. Yeah, but is that a shock or surprise for you? Yeah, I think it's a bit of a surprise. Not saying he's um, not deserving of it, but I thought, you know, there was probably some others that were maybe in the frame, you know, guy, even Josh Phillippe, um, maybe. Um, yeah. Who else was saying yesterday? Um, trying to think who else. So Will Sutherland obviously got it. But, yeah, there were some, some other young guys. Um, I think they're really based on the, the longer form of the game, though. You know, like even, yeah. like, I know Ollie Davies' name was thrown up, but he's more played, you know, just big bash. Um, so, yeah, but... Yeah, that's probably where Josh Phillippe probably lost out on that award, I guess, because mm. he really hasn't been playing much cricket for WA. He's really just played for the Sixers, yeah. hasn't he? Because WA do prefer Inglis as the preferred keeper, and then... Uh, Philippi really opens the batting for in the one day format, and obviously that hasn't been on in 2020. Mm, yeah, so I mean, Will Southern obviously is coming up and coming player, so um, I suppose it's not a, a poor call, but um, yeah, a little bit surprising. Yeah, and the Betty Wilson Young Cricket Award uh, for the females has gone to Hannah Darlington, yeah. who is a Seam bowler from the Thunder, yeah, of New South Wales, I believe. Mm. Yeah, uh, from what I saw in the Big Bash, WBL, she pretty handy, pretty handy bowler. Yeah, yeah, can't can't disagree there. Um, so yeah, good for her. But um, I think there was obviously going to be more awards. Still got the Bradman, uh, the AB Medal, sorry, Test Cricketer ODI yeah. T Twenty. So there's still a few awards there to be given out. Yeah, of course. Uh, any predictions for the AB medal? I don't know, actually. Uh, I suppose, like, the last few years, there hasn't been any, like, standouts. Like, you know, obviously, in previous years, you know, like, when Mitchell Johnson was dominating, I think we all knew he was going to get it. Same with Steve Smith. But I'm not sure. David Warner's won it a few times. I don't think it will be him. Um, no. But I don't know. Even, like, a minus could potentially... Yeah, you just got to really think who has been playing in just about every single game for the calendar year. And obviously, we had that big break. But uh, in that T20 one-day series in England, it was pretty pretty much a regular one-day side. And then Smith missed out in a couple of games due to concussion, mm. I believe it was off top of memory. And then you got the summer here against India. Pat Cummins got rested for a, a lot of the white ball stuff. Uh, Mitchell Stark was off on leave, uh, personal reasons, leave. Uh, and then talk about the test series and a bit of white ball stuff. David Warner was out, so the main contenders have all sort of not played every single game like they would have liked to. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see 
who gets it. Um, but yeah, and then the ODI and T20 as well. Not really sure to be honest. Yeah, ODI. I wouldn't be surprised if we go Steve Smith after those knocks at the SCG. Yeah, because it really has. I think Australia have only played like seven one-day games, I reckon, mm. through the calendar year. Yeah. They played the one against New Zealand at the beginning of the year, and then... Uh, actually, no, they played in India, didn't they, before that series, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I think... Yeah, okay, so we've still got those to mm. remember does, as well. It does so go back a long way. could be anyone. It could be anyone. Yeah, so... Exactly, but that's just about it. Ethan, anything yeah. else you want to touch on? Nah, I don't think so. Hopefully, uh, we'll get the studio back next week the uh, restrictions here in WA getting um, sort of not fully lifted but there we can go outside at six o'clock tonight which is good but um, yeah hopefully yep. we can get back in the studio next week and go from there sure right well hopefully we can get as you said hopefully we can get back in the studio next week but until then uh, thanks for listening have a great weekend